This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charla Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by The Society. The Society is our online community for women of faith who are looking for a safe space to be encouraged, educated, and empowered. The Society is hosted by myself, Tatum Tamia of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, Kavaya Watrice of the She Who Is Called app, and Rosalind Renee of the Therapy as a Christian podcast. Y'all look. This community is so rich and it really has something for everyone. If you're an entrepreneur, Tatum has business trainings every month and has built an amazing resource library. And almost every month we have a number of like funding opportunities and all of this just wonderful information together. We even have a place for us to share our businesses so we can work with each other. If you are struggling with time management and productivity, Rosalind's going to snatch you together, okay? She does these Monday productivity minutes that have been blessing my life. If you're looking for practical ways to walk by faith, Kavaya is out here dropping big gems. And of course, I'm out here teaching live Bible studies every two weeks. And that don't even touch our quarterly challenges, corporate fasts, live events, and so much more. One thing I've learned about the society is that given the opportunity, we are always going to glorify God and we always going to go to brunch. Okay, we be brunching out here. Houston be turning up. Atlanta be turning up. Up, okay, like we are out here glorifying God 
Bibles and brunch. Okay. So if you are in need of a safe space of like-minded women of faith, start your two-week free trial of the society today by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.blessedandbossedupsociety.com. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. Today's episode is entitled How to Overcome Fear of Failure. Dun, dun, dun. Before we get started, I want to remind y'all to take the faith assessment quiz, find out where you are in your faith walk, comes with a complete explanation and some amazing tools to help you navigate through this season of your faith. So make sure you grab that. Okay, sis, it's good, it's free, it's amazing. Now, let's hop into today's episode, child, because when God gave it to me, he gathered me whole and I'm going to also let y'all take place in the glory gather. Okay. That's what I'm start calling it when God snatches me up. It's a glory gather. It's done for his glory, but my edges be gone. Okay. So let's talk about fear. Fear is one of the enemy's most favorite and effective tools. And I think that the amount of times that the Bible tells us do not be afraid really identifies how often the enemy uses fear as a strategy against us. And the Bible tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So that means that if we are afraid, it ain't come from God, which means it's the devil, old crusty self trying to pull up on us. Okay. He uses it often to really get us out of divine position, especially when it comes to fulfilling the purpose that God has given us here on earth. And the fear of failure really works as a motivating tool to keep us from moving forward, right? It reminds me a lot of the children of Israel when they were supposed to cross into the promised land. So if you don't know the story, there were 12 spies, God had in the promised land. They came out of Egypt. God said the promised land was there. There was supposed to be a 12-day trip turned into 40 years, okay? Moses ain't even get to step a toe in there because he didn't cut up on trip. But <laughs> Moses, who was the leader of the children of Israel, he sent 12 spies to go check out the promised land that God gave. They came back. They said, hey, it's fire, okay? The fruit is good. It's giving, very much delicious. It's like milk, honey, all the things God said were there. They even brought back some evidence of God's promise, right? So then here's where we got beef. Joshua and Caleb, okay? These two spies, they was like, let's go. God said it's ours. What's good? The other 10 was like, nah. And so what ended up happening was their disbelief really angered God. And they ended up spending 40 years in the wilderness because of their fear of failure. (laughs) Joshua and Caleb were able to go into the land because they believed God and they were ready to be obedient to God. And so it really is evident of what can happen when we move and operate in fear instead of being led by the father. And so, you know, God had told them that this promised land was theirs, but they were really tripping because the land was already inhabited by giants. And it really led to them having misconceptions about whether or not they could defeat these giants and having misperceptions of themselves. And it kept them from getting the very thing that they saw, tasted, and God said was theirs. Like it was already promised to them it kept them from getting there. They died in the wilderness. Like that generation, they died, child, in the wilderness. 
And so it really came from them having these misconceptions and misperceptions. And so I want to give y'all four strategies or four tips to really overcome that. And the story of the promised land and the spies is in Numbers 13. One of the quotes that are the scriptures that I read from Numbers 13 is in Numbers 13, 33. And it says, we even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Child, how you know what they was had them thinking? Hmm? You don't know what they thunk. You had a word from God and you worried about what they thunked and thinking. And now ain't nobody going. Everybody on punishment. What? And you saw the fruit. You saw it was evident, right? But then how many of us have seen God's evidence in our life? We've seen him give us fruit. We've heard him call us to more, but we've allowed failure or fear of failure to really hold us hostage. We've allowed the enemy to dictate how we move because we're afraid. And so I really want to go through this kind of four-step strategy of what to do to help you overcome fear of failure. The first thing that you have to do is to rectify any limiting misconceptions. So identify whose standard of success you are identifying with. Is it God's standard of success or the world? Okay, because as believers, we must continue to be kingdom minded. And that means that we are asking and seeking God on what he deems successful, not the Instagram followers and the money in the bank that the world says is successful. Okay, or what they deem is success. So we have to make sure that we are being led by God and his promptings and that at the end of the day, Our obedience is what trumps any feelings that we have and that the goal, our benchmark of success is to make sure that God tells us, well done, my good and faithful servant. It is important that we don't allow the way that the children of Israel thought to hold us captive. Like what giant are you comparing yourself to and saying that you're a grasshopper? Who said you was a grasshopper? Like. What? No, 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 no. So you really have to be able to know what God has said about you, what he's promised you and who you are through your authority in Christ. And so that's really going to help you rectify any limiting misconceptions. Second thing, you need to refocus back on God. Fear is often a result of mistrust. And when God told me this, when I came to him about something that I was uh, like hesitant on, He said, why don't you trust me? And then if you're not trusting in me, where is your trust? Have you placed it in money? Have you placed it in the job that is a resource, but I am the source? What's because the math ain't math and, and your faith ain't adding up. So fear at its root is a result of mistrust. And you have to identify where the lie is. Okay. That means the enemy didn't lie or you didn't got off somewhere somehow. And you need to get to the root of that thing and refocus back on God. Find a scripture to combat and address what it is. Like, so for me, I found myself wavering because I felt like I didn't know or have the tools or the wisdom to move forward. And so then I found Psalm 32 and 8, which is on my little whiteboard, okay? And it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will advise and watch over you. So now I have that scripture that I can go to in proximity of you know, on my desk so I can refer to it, so I can meditate on it night and day 
to ensure that when I'm doing the work, that my focus is on God and not on Sharla. We have to make sure that we are using the sword of the spirit. And that's God's word. But you have to know it. And Google will tell you what, what scripture, if it's I, scriptures on trust in God, Google that. Google scriptures on trust in God. And then find the one that resonates with you and meditate and sit on it. But you have to put your focus back on God. Keeping an eye on you and your audience of one, okay? You want to be in tune with God. You want to be in tune with his will. And you want to be in tune with the key areas where he wants you to grow. And so whenever I think about even this whole refocusing piece, it reminds me of the story of Peter walking on water, right? Peter was the only person on the planet who walked on water besides Jesus. Only one. There was all the disciples were in the boat. Peter was the only one that had the faith to step out. And the minute he started paying more attention to the wind and the waves and fear snuck in, he started sinking, right? And so we don't want to be paying more attention to what's going on around us instead of the person that's called us and we start sinking. Now, thank God for Jesus, he ain't drowned, but he definitely started sinking. But that did not happen until he paid more attention to what was happening around him instead of the Jesus who called him out of the boat and was in front of him, the one that he should have been abiding in. And so it's important that we are staying refocused on God And we are really addressing where the mistrust is. You don't trust God if you're fearful to do what he's called you to do. And that's a harsh reality, but it's fact. You either trust him or you don't. If God says to do something, you either going to do it because you know that he's God, you know his character, or you're not because you're fearful. And it's not, this is not a place of shaming you, but also let's be honest. Let's say, God, I don't trust you. Like I don't trust, uh uh-uh, the math ain't mathing. Because God can work with that authenticity and that vulnerability. He can deal with that. And then you have to do the work to make sure that you're getting to the root of where this is coming from. Okay? This episode is brought to you by Anchored Media. Do you have a message that you want to share with the world, but you aren't exactly sure how to get it out there? Or have you been wrestling back and forth with the idea of starting a podcast, but then you just get overwhelmed thinking about it? Luxus, I absolutely get it. When I started my podcast, I quite frankly struggled with everything. I was talking way too long, child, and the intro went from non-existent to trash, and it just was not a good look. Thankfully, I attended Anchored Media's Find Your Voice Academy retreat for podcasters. Anchored Media has helped over 100 plus shows launch profitable podcasts. And during this three-day event, I learned everything I needed to start and relaunch my podcast, from choosing the right tools and equipment, making my message marketable, and how to make money from my podcast. I even left with my first episode recorded using all of my new tools and skills. Podcasting is such a great way to build confidence in your voice, to multiply your income, and to build an engaged audience. If you are ready to get over your fear of speaking and start your own podcast, then you need to join CEO Tatum Tamia and Anchored Media on Thursday, April 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Find Your Voice Academy open house to learn how you can attend the next one. You can sign up today at anchoredmedia.com slash open house. That's A-N-C-H-O-R-E-D-M-E-D-I-A.com slash O-P-E-N-H-O-U-S-E. Now let's get back to the show. Which leads me to my next point, repentance. Now, We've been studying in the society. If you're not in the society, you need to be because we 
have been doing a whole series on godly correction with rebuke and repentance. Repentance is a lifeline. Okay. It's a continual lifeline because we are sinful people and repentance is how you get back connected to the Lord. So y'all may think I'm crazy, but let me tell y'all something. 99.9% of the time, your fear and your mistrust are often rooted in self and not in service. Okay. I'm going to say that again. 99.99999% of the times, your fear of failure is rooted in self and not in being a servant to God. Okay. Most times the things that we lack are self-confidence, fear of judgment from others, the unwillingness to stretch, poor stewardship over money, time, resources. Most times these are at the root of our fear. And so instead of us focusing on ourself, right? Like how God told me to start doing video. And if you're watching on YouTube, you see that one of my nails is broke, child. Well, two of them is broke, but I, you're going to get what I had gave, right? So instead of me being like, oh God, let me redo this whole video and redo this whole podcast because I don't want people talking about my nails. Child, who cares? <laughs> what if I don't, right? That would be something that is rooted in self and not in service. I'm worried about my provision, my house, my this, my that. And not to say that you can't bring your petitions to God, but those petitions and your concerns do not dictate how you move. We have to be led by the Father and not by our feelings. And so repentance is necessary because a lot of times your fear of failure is because you're looking to sustain yourself. It's really self, 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 okay? Most times, Fear of failure is rooted in pride and selfishness instead of service. And it's a harsh reality, but it's true. And so the way that you help shift that perspective is that you repent and you have to look at our example, who is Jesus. He was publicly humiliated. Okay. Publicly humiliated. Hit, beat, spat on, made fun of, mocked, ridiculed flogged, okay, all of the things. He was more committed to us, thank God. He was more committed to service than himself. And thank God, because we get the benefit of that. We have the victory because Jesus was more committed to service, serving God's plan, serving God's people than himself. He was Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If he wanted to come up off that cross, he could have. And he had anguish in the Garden of Gethsemane. They said he was so pressed about doing it that he started bleeding from his forehead. So it wasn't that it was easy because he was all God and all man. So he felt the feels, but he was more committed to God's service and God's plan. That's why he said, not my will, but yours be done. He was like, bro, if there's anything else you can do to get me up out of here, please. Please let me know now. Plan X. Let me know. But if not, nevertheless, not my will, but yours. Because God knew that we needed to be back in relationship with him, wanted to be back in relationship with us, sent Jesus, and Jesus was more committed to service over himself. He's like, I done walked on water, healed half of y'all. <laughs> like, and this, okay, he could have been given big, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis vibes. And he did not. And so repentance is necessary so that we can remove pride, we can remove self, and instead 
focus on who suffers if we do not serve? Who suffers if I don't get this podcast out? Who needs this word even years from now that will be hindered because of my disobedience? I try to have a kind of smoke with God and that's heartbreaking to me. So make sure that you are repentant and really removing your pride and your own selfish reasons. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to have to go to bed early to get up. Like all of these things are rooted in self. You can't ask God for more, but then don't allow him to stretch you for the capacity to receive more. Okay. The cost of walking for God, living in purpose and all of that, there's a cross that's associated with it. And so you have to make sure that you're willing to carry the cross. If not, faith without works is dead. You can expect nothing. So you need to make sure that you repent. And one thing I tell myself all the time, I check myself hard. Charlotte, get over yourself. Get over yourself. Who cares? (laughs) Get over yourself. Somebody needs this. Somebody's soul depends on this. Who care your nails broke? Get over yourself. (laughs) Who cares? We cannot be so focused on trivial things that we allow the enemy to distract us and we allow our pride to rise up. Okay? Okay. And the last point is to readjust your confidence. Okay? Your identity and your confidence has to shift again from self to savior. You don't need to have (laughs) self-confidence. You don't. But your confidence should be in the Lord. Proverbs 3.26 in the ESV tells us that the Lord should be our confidence, okay? And we'll keep our foot from being caught. So when you adjust the source of your confidence, you realize that the burden of results does not belong to you. We only have to be obedient. It's not my job (laughs) to make sure that this podcast reaches 6 million people. That's not my burden. My burden is when God said, show up, record this podcast, and say what I had told you that had said, that I do it. Obedience is my portion, not the burden of results. We're trying to carry Jesus' cross, God's cross, of making sure that the results are some extravagant thing. And it's not your cross. That's why it's heavy. That's why you feel overwhelmed. It don't belong to you. So your confidence needs to be in God. And from that, it's like a cascade effect. You're able to receive confidence because you know who you work, like who you working for, what you working with. It's God's power that I tap into when I come on this mic. Not mine, okay? Charlotte is tired. Charlotte did not get no sleep for real last night. Like, no, Charlotte is raggedy at baseline, several degrees. But because I know that I have access to God's power, when I get on this show, when I speak, when I open my mouth and declare what he's told me to, my confidence is in God's word, his ability, and what he's given me. It's not in myself. God gave this to me, so I know it's good. God gave this to me, so I know that people are going to be free. It's not that Charlotte sat down and came up with this great message. No, God gives me the revelation. He tells me what to say. And my confidence is in the fact that I know that he knows what y'all need. It don't have to be me. Don't even put that pressure on me because it ain't me. Like, that's not my job. That's not my ministry. 
it's above. Okay. Talk to my manager. So you want to make sure that you are readjusting your confidence. So let's recap really quick. You want to rectify any limiting misconceptions. You want to identify whose standard of success you are rocking with. You want to refocus back on God. Okay. So that means that you need to figure out where the mistrust is just because you don't trust. That's why fear is here. You want to repent because 99.9% of the time when you have fear of failure, especially it's because it's something rooted in self and not in service. And then lastly, you want to readjust your confidence. Your identity and confidence have to shift from self to savior. Okay. So that's it for this week's episode. Y'all continue to love God, love people and love yourselves. And I will talk to y'all next week. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves, And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.